0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, A couple different things here I want to bring to your attention. We have, you might notice, we have no lighting in here. This is one of the exciting things about camp meeting. There are always certain things that make camp meeting camp meeting. There are certain glitches that we work through through the week. They'll be taken care of. Uh, If we don't have a good-sized thunderstorm this year, it's not camp meeting. So you know that. (laughs) I'm really pleased with the weather this morning. This is great. Amen. But if you don't have a sweltering day like yesterday, it's not camp meeting. So these are all little things that make camp meeting fun. And uh, so what we have is we have the video lighting here this morning because they're going to be videoing, but we're hoping by tomorrow that these lights will be working in this room. And uh, But we'll see. Now, this is the Emanuel Institute camp meeting session. So if you had thought you are in the gardening class, you're in the wrong room, just want you to know that. If you thought you are in the Emanuel Institute class and you're in the right place, we've not done this at Camp Meeting before. Our Conference Secretary, Elder Jim Michif, suggested that we do this at Camp Meeting, and I asked him if he would come, and as we start out this morning, just share a little bit of why he felt that that burden, and uh, kind of kick us off this morning. So, Elder Michif, I'm glad you can be here. He has a billion responsibilities, but he's taken the time to be here this morning, and I appreciate that.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good, morning. Good, morning. good morning. I'm looking out at a a group of people that I'm just really excited to see. You know, Michigan Conference has a lot of, a lot of, um, there's a lot of things, that moving parts for Michigan. Our heart and soul is to finish the work. Isn't that right? Amen. And, um, and one of the things that uh, we are big into is evangelism, but what we've realized is that evangelism, uh, you, it, it, it does work when you just uh, advertise and people come. That does work a little. But that's not the way we really... I, I think the Lord has a better plan for it. Amen. I think if, if all of us were giving Bible studies and we were really moving out, we would bring our interest, and in, I think this work would be finished in a good way. Amen. Can you imagine what it would be like if every church... Had um, every member was giving a Bible study in every church. Can you imagine how quickly we would turn this this world upside down? Well, we've had Emmanuel Institute here. We had to rise before that. It was the idea was to equip Michigan members for Bible study. Uh, Arise, the Lord called someplace else and raised up Emmanuel, and we were just so delighted with Emmanuel and one one morning what well we had been talking about how we could uh, have more sessions for for Emmanuel where we could get more people to be able to, to be trained through Emmanuel so that they could be equipped for bible to give bible studies and we were talking about that we had a, a several month program and then we we reduced that down to a 10 day program and then we started thinking about how we could take that to the churches and one morning I was praying about it, and it was just, there was just a burden on my heart as I was thinking about Emmanuel. It's such a great resource. And how can we get that to, to people? And so as I was praying about it and thinking, the Lord impressed me that, you know, there are people who come to camp meetings, and they, they make every effort to be at camp meeting, and sometimes that's the only opportunity they have throughout the year to be anywhere outside of at work. And so the thought came, well, why don't you have a special session at camp meeting? And so I thought about it, um, continued to pray about it a little bit more, and then I came over and talked with Mark about it. And I said, Mark, well, how would you feel about that? And he had other responsibilities at the time, and he said, I, I'd be open to it. I, I mean, this, this he lives and breathes this kind of stuff, so you Amen. know, I'm, I'm talking to the choir when I'm talking to him. <laughs> And so he w- he was excited about it. And the more we talked, the more excited I got. And so we formed a, a team around him, and we pulled them out of the other responsibilities and 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 put them into to this responsibility. And then uh, we set a we set a, a a limit on how many could be there because we wanted to have this a quality program, where not not that it wouldn't be quality, but you know if you have a large group of people, it's hard to get personal uh, contact with them. And so uh, he set the number at what he would would like to do, and then he said, well, where would we meet at? And so we talked a little bit about this. This was even before the camp meeting project, Mm -hmm. and we talked about this room. We came down and looked at it, and this room, uh, it was functional before, but it just needed to be spruced up a little bit, and so in the course of time, as you can see, we have new windows on this side, and maybe you don't know that, but if you look at the windows on any other part of this building, you'll realize how nice these windows are. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and, then, uh, in, um, and then we put new ceiling in, and then we put new lights in. Of course, the lights are not hooked up right now, it takes a lot to do that. But we've had a lot of people uh, busy doing other things, and uh, this, these were supposed to be hooked up on Friday, but Something happened, and it won't get done until today. But uh, by God's grace, they'll be done tomorrow <laughs> So for, for you. But we're excited that you are here. And, and I want to I uh, just say, this training that God has given you this week, first of all, let me say this. You're not here by accident.
0: That's right.
1: God has placed it on your heart to be here for a reason. And it isn't just to feel good, or it isn't just to know a little bit more yourself. God has a plan in your life, and he has someone in mind for you to touch. Uh, and not, I'm talking about uh, that, that personal touch of bringing them to Christ. And so as you sit through this, this, these, uh, these sessions, understand that you're being equipped for service. And God has, has that service in mind for you. If you feel a little bit intimidated, don't worry about it. Did you hear Sean Booster last night? Yeah. He said he's intimidated, and he told me privately that you know he, it's it's all he can do to step in front of people, and he pleads with the Lord to give him something to be able to share. So don't worry about that. God can make mm-hmm. you bold, and He will make you bold this week. In fact, you are bold enough. <laughs> <laughs> right here today. That's right. And that boldness is going to grow because as the love of Christ comes in your heart, you can't stop yourself. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so God is going to bless you in a powerful way throughout this week as you're being equipped. Learn everything you can. But as you're here, put it in your mind. This is not something you're going to put on the shelf. This is something you're going to put into action. Amen. And so you want, to, you want to make sure you do that. Amen. Um, I, I do want to ask uh, a special blessing on you so let's let's just bow our heads right now father in heaven you've brought each one here i don't know there's 36 that are signed up you brought them here you're wanting to equip them for a reason i pray father that you would just stir their hearts you would open up their minds so that they would understand what you're presenting here you would equip them, and then Lord, you would just fill their hearts with love and a compassion and, and a desire to see people come to come to you. That when they go home, they can't help themselves; they're just constantly putting into practice the things that they've learned. Pray that providentially you would line them up with people who are interested in the message, interested in coming to know you. And I pray, Father, your blessing upon them, that their work would, would there would be fruit as a result of their. Work. But I also want to pray this, that as others in their churches see them active, that it would be contagious and that they would not just go alone, but they would take others to be able to multiply their their, their training here and that they themselves would train personally someone else and that that someone else would train someone else until finally, Father, we have covered every inch of this earth and you can come. So Amen. I pray your blessing upon them. Pray that you would be with Elder Howard and his team, that you would open up their minds and loosen their mouth and speak through them in a powerful way, for it is in Jesus' name we pray and to give him honor and glory. Amen. 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 God bless you.
0: Thank you, Elder Mitchus. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here. We have a few little housekeeping items to get started with, as you would probably expect. Just want to tell you what's in front of you. Want to tell you what you, you're going to be looking at in the coming week. I want to introduce our staff to you so you uh, know who's going to be here. Uh, and my wife, Stephanie. Stephanie, you want to come up here for a moment? My wife, Stephanie, is our Administrative Secretary at Emanuel Institute, and I'll explain a little bit of our, our staffing. We've had some transitions over the last couple of years, and a lot of that comes into uh, or, or is, is connected with what Elder Mitchell was saying about our philosophy of training and really what we're trying to accomplish. You know, Elder Mitchell, when we talked about this, he talked about setting a limit. and Man, I have a hard time saying no to people who want to be trained. You know, last night, how many heard Elder Boonstra last night? You know, and the very last thing he said, well, one of the very last things he said was, Are you in? Do you remember that? How many of you are in? Well, you know, it's all great to have an appeal and a sermon and say, I'm in. But this is the real deal here. Okay? You're in now. This is commitment here. And that's what this class is about. Well, she's got that, let me call Jim and uh, Pastor Daniel Jean-Francois forward here. Oh, where to begin? (laughs) Now, most of you know, or should know, Jim Howard. He's my younger—I'll just leave it at that. He's my younger brother, much younger brother, and uh, <laughs> he's our personal ministries leader here in the Michigan Conference. And Jim is going to be uh, instructing. In fact, he's going to be instructing a little bit more later this morning and uh, some things throughout the week. Pastor Daniel Jean Francois is my associate pastor and I'm currently pastoring the Cedar Lake Church as well as running Emmanuel Institute. Daniel's my associate pastor and is also associate with me here in Emanuel Institute and uh, will also be instructing this week um, and I'll go over the schedule here in just a moment. So you'll be seeing more of these guys. I wanted you to be familiar with them. We have some other instructors that'll be helping out. Now Daniel's our, our staff right now is basically Daniel as my associate in the church and then associate Emmanuel, and then my wife Stephanie. She's our administrative secretary, and that's how we're running staff-wise. Um, my brother Jim, it's because he's personal ministries leader, Emmanuel Institute is a lay training program for the conference, which has a lot to do with personal ministries department. So in a strange, painful way, He's kind of my boss in certain things. So when the personal ministries department wants to do something, you know, they theorize and then they say, "Hey, you guys do this." Here we are, Manual Institute. Anyway, no, we, we work well together, and uh, uh, I appreciate his leadership. I will tell you, I'll probably should wait till he's out of the room. Um, <laughs> Uh, my brother Jim from the time, I'll tell you something about my brother Jim and myself. We've not always been pastors. We have, uh, we had an early upbringing in the Adventist church, but our family totally left the church and left Christianity for a while. I mean, I guess we would call ourselves Christians, but we had nothing Christian about our lives. And we both came back into the church as lay people, and we became active lay people. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because it's not like... And I'm not trying to diminish this, but some pastors, you know, you get some young pastors, they go to high school, they go to an academy, they go to Southern or Andrews, they get their degree, they get out and they start being pastors. And so, you know, and some lay people say, well, you don't know where I'm coming from. You know, you want me to be active in this and that, but I got a job. And I got other things to do. And you always want me at your prayer meetings and at outreach and everything else, but I got a life. Well, I've been there. And I was active when I did it. And I went to prayer meeting, and I was active in outreach, and my brother Jim. So we, uh, we know where you're coming from. We know what the challenges are. Uh, but we also know the Lord has called you to something greater, and that's why you're here. And so I appreciate uh, uh, my brother Jim. And I, I know in, in ministry, as a, even as a layperson, Jim is the articulate one. And I don't know how many of you know some ministerial characteristics, but I'm more an evangelist type, and evangelists tend to be, you know, kind of fast-paced in some things and forgetful in others, and, you know, that's me. I go with the headlines, and I run with things, maybe sometimes quicker than I should, and my brother Jim, he, oh, hold on a minute, he's got to articulate everything out, so a lot of times I can come up with a good idea, and if I can throw it at Jim, he polishes it all up and gets it all orderly and organized, and... And he's done that with this Unlock Revelation. I'm going to tell you, how many of you took part in Unlock Revelation? This guy had much to do with that. The, 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 or the, the level of planning and organization is something. I've been in this conference since 2003. I worked in the Ohio Conference before. I've not seen that level of planning. And that level of detail and planning brought success in this conference. I mean, I've heard people give different things. Well, I think it's we prayed more in the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah, absolutely. The Holy Spirit was working. The Holy Spirit's always wanted to work. But we're told in the spirit of prophecy, that the Holy Spirit cannot bless disorganization. And I just praise the Lord for, for the, his ability to articulate some of those things. And you're going to experience that this week. It's going to be beneficial to you in understanding how you can be a better soul winner. So having said that, um let me give you uh let me tell you what you have in front of you let me go over the schedule a little bit and then um we'll get into actual our actual training now i'll tell you this uh, let's go take your this is what you have in front of you you have a, an emmanuel institute training manual now this is abbreviated from our full manual because this is an abbreviated session and i'll touch on that in a moment you've got a set of the it is written bible study le- uh, guides now these are these are really nice Bible study lessons. There's a lot of Bible study lessons you could use. We'll talk about that this afternoon. But you've got a, a set of the lesson guides you should have in front of you. Um, you have an Emanuel water bottle, and I talked to the brethren. There is no place in this building to get water except for in the bathrooms. But you can fill that up somewhere, and you probably will need it this week. You might have another water bottle, but we, we had those from uh, uh, another session. Oh. Uh, so anyway, you've got, you've got water bottles. We've got some great Emanuel t-shirts for you that you're going to get this week. And um, not that we wouldn't have had them anyway, but we went to GYC this year. How many of you know what GYC is? Have you heard of GYC? Went to GYC, ordered some t-shirts. Now our logo, as you see it here on the manual, is the Emanuel Institute we chose the name Emmanuel Institute. It actually throws back to Emmanuel Missionary College. That's why we chose that name. Not that the name is Jesus, you know, it's another name for Jesus. So, of course, praise the Lord for that. That's why Emmanuel Missionary College chose it. But Emmanuel Does anybody know what Emmanuel Missionary College is called now? It's called Andrews University. And Emmanuel Missionary College, when it was founded, it's very interesting. I'm not going to give you the whole history, but the bottom line was the philosophy of Adventist education was that no matter what field you're going into, you are a missionary for Jesus Christ. It wasn't like, oh, it was a missionary college. That meant it trained all our overseas missionaries. Well, not exactly. It meant whatever you were going into, whatever field you're a part of right now, you're a missionary for Jesus. That was our philosophy, and I thought, I want, I want to capture that. I want to recapture that. So Emmanuel, then Mark 117 is that text in the Bible where it says, follow me, and I love the way Mark, now you find this in Matthew, you find it in Luke, but Mark 1:17 words it this way, follow me, and I will make you Go ahead and finish it for me. See, that's, that's what we do. I'll make you fishers of men because that's how we think of... In fact, that's the way I hear it mostly repeated. But Mark 1.17 says, I will make you become fishers of men. And what I like about that is a lot of times people will say, well, that's just not me. I mean, I just don't have that gift. I can't, I can't do that. That's okay. Because the one who created all things can make you become what you're not. He's going to make you become a fisher of men. And so we... Cho- well, anyway... What's this have to do with T-shirts? So we got these T-shirts, and on the front of the T-shirt, it's a black T-shirt, and uh, it says Emmanuel in white letters with this in it. It says, it's supposed to say, just like that, Institute of Evangelism, Mark 117. Well, they all said, Ark 117. <laughs> the first thing you do when that happens is you panic, and you say, did I not look over the proof right? Because if I didn't, guess what? I just bit it. On all those t-shirts I got, I'm stuck with them. Well, we sent the right thing. I didn't know what they were going to do cuz you run it through, you got to set that it prints this whole thing. So how are you going to fix that? They said we can fix them, send them back. I'm like are they going to take a marker and write on there or whatever? <laughs> they came back. They look great. Anyway, so you'll have a manual t-shirts You're going to get, and some of these things you already have, some of you already have maybe all this stuff, but the great thing about soul winning stuff is you always need more of it because you're handing it out to other people. Okay, so you're going to get the discipleship handbook. How many of you went to the morning devotional this morning? I shouldn't even ask that, right? I know we got different schedules. I haven't always made them, but this morning it was really good. Pastor DeVazier spoke about the discipleship handbook. There's a great resource. Well, you all get one of those with a mentor's guide, because it should not be used without a mentor's guide. And I'll explain that this week. Um, and then there's a little book that you, many of you, if you're active in soul winning, you probably already have it, but it doesn't hurt to have another one. And that's a little book called, and I don't see mine right here, Studying Together by Mark Finley. And we'll talk about, just it's a great handy resource to help you to know how better to work with people. So that's the stuff you're going to get. I've got, I've got some things here, too. I was going to hand out to you, just FYI. How many of you have heard of Audioverse? Okay. Well, Audioverse. Is it .org? That's well, right here in front of me. Audioverse.org. Audioverse is a place you can go online, whether you've got a smartphone or your computer or whatever, and you can get just about a gazillion free Adventist sermons. And they're, it's great. It's a great resource. Well, they contacted us at Emanuel Institute and said, we want to do some training for people who can't come to an Emanuel session. So we want to do a video training format. And we're calling this video. It's like a video classroom. And we're calling it Audioverse Advance. And so we've started filming that with them already. We went through a first section of things. And so they gave us a bunch of, we got a bunch of Audioverse Advance pens and these little things here. And so I was going to let you have those as well. Okay. Now I'm done with that. Let's look at our schedule. In our typical... I shouldn't even say typical. Let me give you a little bit of of background for Emanuel Institute. How many of you remember Arise, when Arise was here in Michigan? Well, a number of these training schools are patterned very similarly. Arise, AFCO, which I heard somebody mispronounce last night, or miss It it was... uh, uh, Amazing Facts College of Evangelism. I think it started out as that, and then people had issue with them using the word college because not really a college. And so it's now this. AFCO stands for Amazing Facts Center of Evangelism, and uh, you've got uh, Mission College of Evangelism, and a number of these types of, of, of school. Salt out of uh, Southern Adventist University. The main programs were about a four-month program, and that's. When Emmanuel Institute started, I mean, we were running a four-month program here. And we would take people for that four-month program. Pastor Tom Hubbard, who was ordained yesterday, was one of our first students in that class. Uh, Pastor Peter Ivanku here in the conference came to our first session in 2009 in our four-month session. And what students would often do is they would come to that, and many of them would come to a program like the four-month, and then they'd go and become Bible workers somewhere. And if you don't know what a Bible worker is, a Bible worker is somebody who a church hires who goes around and gives Bible studies, which is really pathetic in some ways because it's like Walmart having to hire somebody to be friendly when you come in because the church should be full of people to give Bible studies. Like we're going to hire somebody to give Bible studies. Now, what we have done in the Michigan Conference, and I appreciate this, is we've, we've, we've said we don't want Bible workers. We want Bible worker coordinators or Bible worker trainers so they, they don't just come in and get all the Bible studies, and the members say, oh, we've got a Bible worker. He's going out and giving Bible studies for us. No, he's going and finding Bible studies, and he'll take you and coach you and help you to get active in the Bible studies. And we've got a great guy working. You'll meet him later this week. Finer Benjamin is our Bible work coordinator at Cedar Lake Church, and I'll tell you about how that's worked out in a moment. So from the Emanuel Institute perspective, here's what we found after several years of doing our four-month program. Um, I was, well, it's a, hard, it's a hard admission to make, but the reality is this. In my own personal ministry, my baptisms as a pastor were never lower than when I ran a manual Institute. Now that's, I'm, I'm running a training school. My, my baptisms should be through the roof, never lower. Why? I'll tell you what happened. We would run a program, you'd get 15 to 20 students come in. And primarily on your outreach, you'd go to an area, whatever churches we would work with, we work at different churches, and those students would go out and they'd hit the ground and they're getting Bible studies and they're making connections with people. And those people connect with those Bible workers. You wouldn't believe it. We'd have an evangelistic series with every session. They connect with the people in the evangelistic series. You come through the series, you'd have 10, 15, 20 interests that 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 are preparing for baptism. And then the program ends and the Bible workers leave. And we try to pass those interests off to church members. But that just, if you've ever tried to do something like that, they're not bonded with the church members. And so what would happen is we got good, I mean, we had good, solid interests. The problem was there was nobody to follow up all those interests. And I've seen this. I've been involved before Emmanuel. I was involved with Arise. I've trained at Mission College and all this. And it's the same across the board. Somebody may argue that with me, but that's that's the reality I've seen is until... I mean, I can't tell you the stories of having Bible workers that come out of the program. They're all on fire. They go back home or they go work somewhere and you get the calls and like, man, my church is so dead. What am I going to do? I can't get. I mean, I, 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 don't, I can't testify to that in every case. I'm just telling you the perspective. There was this Bible worker versus the church. <laughs> and I said that that's not going to finish the work. We aren't. What needs to happen is our churches need revived, our laity need revived. I, I can't, it's great that I train somebody, and this is another thing. A pastor will, train, a pastor will send somebody to a manual. hey, train this guy. We need somebody to work in our church. So the person would come, they'd get inspired, they'd get trained, and then they'd feel like, you know, I'm called to something more. Mm-hmm. And they'd begin looking, and an offer comes in for Bible worker, and they'd go out to Washington. <laughs> they'd become the Bible worker for the church there, and the pastor who sent them like, oh, man. You know, I just got this guy who's on fire, and I sent him out. It's kind of like Chelsea with you guys. She's gone. I just talked to her. <laughs> See what I'm? Now we didn't do that. We sent her back. Chelsea came to. Okay, so che- but Chelsea, new Adventist, came to a uh, uh, summer session, a seven-day session we had last summer. but Went back to her church and worked. And what we did, uh, and and uh, this was Pastor Manuel Roth back here, and he's working uh, audio, but he was our associate director. We worked together there in the area. And with Tom Hubbard, and we all agreed that, you know, this 14-week thing is not accomplishing what we want to accomplish. We also knew that if we tell the brethren that we're going to cut back on the 14-week, they're going to say, why do we have all you guys in this area? And they'd scatter us out across Michigan, which they did. And so we relocated here to Cedar Lake, and we focus now on the shorter sessions. And so the camp meeting session kind of birthed out of that. And one of the reasons, um, one of the drawbacks, and I'll tell you this now, it's not a total drop. It, it, it's a kind of a give and take. One of the benefits we have of a session where people come to the session, I mean 14 week was unparalleled in what I'm about to tell you, this effect. But even in a, like a 10 day, people have to be pulled away from their regular routine. That was one of the most, apart from anything else we taught. Now our classes before, we, we were running out of Pullman, Michigan. How many of you have been to Pullman? Okay, Pullman, we call Pullman the black hole of communications in Michigan. You get to you get within two miles of, of Oak Haven and all cell phone reception, you're off the grid. It's like, not totally, but I mean you get out there, and so students would come and guess what? No internet, I can't check my Facebook on a regular, I can't do the Twitter thing, I can't and you're there in this place and you've got nothing but to focus on spiritual things and soul winning and evangelism. And and even for a 10-day program, we called it the immersion effect. You're immersed in it. And so you eat it, you drink it, you sleep it for 10 days, and it's, you are pulled, I mean, I would tell the students, and it'll be somewhat this way here, but you're at camp meeting. It's a little different at camp meeting, because there's, there's that same atmosphere at camp meeting, that spiritual atmosphere. When you come out of your busyness to anything like this, it takes a couple days for the fog to clear. I mean, watch students, not tell them, they come in, and we'd... First, they'd come to the first class, and they'd come that day. They'd register, and we'd start class at 3.30 after lunch. And, I mean, they're just, we'd go three hours, and it was just too much. They were just zoned out. And I said, look, you guys are going to be foggy for about two days, and then all of a sudden it's going to go ding, and you're going to say, wow, this is awesome. And it happened every time. But there's something about getting out of your element. And so we've, we've, we've switched to doing on-site trainings, on-location trainings, and this we lose that a little bit. But... I think um, it's still been super effective because what you're going to be exposed to here in this week, you're going to be exposed to things that most of you know, you've heard, but just getting it all together is going to reaffirm something that the Holy Spirit has been telling you all along, especially now. I believe the Holy Spirit is drawing on God's people now more than ever in earth's history. And I'm not trying to get political here, so... If, I'm not trying to upset anybody, but personally, man, when when somebody like Donald Trump is about to be president of this country, I'm telling you, things are things are going to wrap up quick. Yeah. All right, I I, I it's I, and I shouldn't I shouldn't even say this about Trump so much, but this whole presidential election has had so little, um, Substances. not substance, decor, respect, decorum. It's so. Uh, uh, it's so it's like mob mentality, and it's telling us what our world has come to. And I told somebody the other day, if you go to the book The Great Controversy and you read the chapter on the French Revolution, what happened in history is the French Revolution. They basically the the Roman Church ruled uh, with an iron fist for so long, and anybody who thought outside the box, anybody who tried to think and believe for themselves, was either killed or or sent off somewhere, all you had left in society were the yes people. They just went along with whatever. Well, the problem with all your yes people is it depends on whoever leads them. They're going to follow one leader today and another one tomorrow. And they finally all decided they were sick and tired of the church ruling things out. They set up a guillotine and began to put to death all the leaders. And uh, you read about it in the French. Right? What I'm going to tell you, our country... You know we haven't killed everybody who thinks for themselves and sent them off to another country, but our media has just basically pulled our brains out of our heads, and and so that we have a presidential campaign going on like this one now, and people are actually okay with it. I'm telling you, the Lord is coming soon. Now, there's a lot of other things I could bring up, but the Lord is coming soon, and and in preparation for that coming, He's stirring hearts of people like you to do an amazing work. You don't even realize what God's going to accomplish through you yet. I'm going to tell you some of the most amazing things. You read the stuff in the book of Acts. And if I'm reading my Bible right and I have prophecy right, you're going to be doing that kind of stuff. You're going to be doing that. We are going to see Jesus come in the clouds of heaven. So, I mean, that's what we're here for. I'm glad you're here. Our shorter training programs are we want to revive our local churches. We want to see our lay people get active in soul winning. And that is where the key, I'm convinced that's the key of real success. I'll give you a quick story of that here. And then I want to take a little break before we go into our next, our actual class session. It was um, last March. Now I had, at that time... I, I, we had finished, uh, I talked to the conference office about our Emmanuel 14-week session that we were going to change things up. And I knew changes were coming from them. And so then they began to communicate, well, here are some things we're thinking about. And one of those was moving uh, my wife and I to a new pastoral district, had no idea where. Okay? At the same time, um, well, actually, at the end of the previous year, Pastor Jeff Marshall, who was here at Cedar Lake, asked me if we if he wanted to get as many of his church members as possible to go through an Emmanuel session. So we were trying to think about the logistics of bringing them down, how many is it going to be, Jeff, and well, if I got enough people, would you do a session just for our church? I want to just focus on our church. I said, well, "Okay, well, yeah, I mean, if you get the people and we fill up a session, we'll we'll do one for you." And so he began to work on that, and the more we processed it, well, he he made an appeal to his church and asked how many would be willing to go through a session. Now, remember, they've got to take time off to do it. I mean, we're not going in the evenings. We're doing it through. That's one thing that I really, we haven't done. I don't want to say I'll never do it, but I hesitate on just, you know, you go to work all day, and then in the evenings we do a session, because that, you're just too much distraction. Mm -hmm. You're going to notice being here and being able to be into this each day is going to really help uh, um, solidify this stuff for you, but He asked, he made the appeal to the church and had sixty people say, Yeah, we'll do this thing. Mm. Praise the Lord. So I said, Okay, Jeff, now you want to go through those people and see who's really gonna come. Mm. There are a lot of people that respond, they do the Ananias and Sapphira, they respond and then afterwards they say, Well, you know, we were under the influence of that emotionalism and everything else, maybe it wasn't a good idea. By the way (laughs) I see Pastor DeVasia back here. How many were there this morning? He married off a couple and put them in Ananias and Sapphira's shoes. I mean, that was Aquila and Priscilla. They were Hey, the rest of you guys go, because I've been blessed two days in a row. Gotta wake you up early. So. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been a blessing. You want? I'll tell you what, anything you can do to get to that morning devotional, and I've been there, it's hard to schedule. I, you know, camp meeting, the problem with camp meeting is you're all up late last night talking to friends and stuff you haven't seen forever. And so 7 o'clock comes real early, but I want to tell you, the morning series is on the book of Acts. It's going to go hand in glove with what we're talking about here. Really appreciated the message this morning. Yeah, he, he had married a couple, and he wanted, their, he wanted them to, it was like they were ministering together, and he wanted them to be able to minister together like Aquila and Priscilla. And he said he made the faux pas in the message. And you know, if you've ever done any public speaking, you can do this and never catch yourself. And he, he said, you know, he prayed, he, he, I don't know, he prayed, he preached that they would be able to minister together like Ananias Sapphira. <laughs> <laughs> and Sapphira. And those two were killed with the, because of the, in Acts chapter 5. Anyway, <laughs> did they get that on video? That, uh, no, this is before the YouTube. Oh, too bad. That would be fantastic. <laughs> the point he made this morning is, none of the guests caught it. A few of them mend it. And he was talking about how we need to be making sure that we follow along in the word. And so anyway, Pastor Jeff Marshall made this appeal. I said, Jeff, you go back through and find out. I want to know how many people really would be committed to doing this thing. And he had about 40 people, 45 people somewhere in there. Anyway, so we ended up deciding to do it here at Cedar Lake. So we, we uh, it was March. It was during a home leave or spring break. We met in the commons. So this was during spring break. We had some of the staff here. We had a couple of students here. We had other people in the community. But some of the staff and students took their spring break to come to the Emanuel session. I was real pleased with that. We had 60 people come, 45 from this church, and then the surrounding area because it was close. They came to that. We did a nine-day session, started on a Friday, and went through the following Saturday. And uh, unbeknownst to me, at the time, I was going to end up here at Cedar Lake with pastor daniel so i get the call from the conference this all happens we move up here to cedar lake what happened is we did this training in march finer benjamin the bible work coordinator then followed that up took the interest we had gotten from going out door to door and began to work with the church members in giving personal bible studies some of the church members gave bible studies to there were students at the school who wanted to be baptized there were community interests who wanted to be baptized long and short of the story it was around January this year, Daniel. By January or, or February this year, we had baptized 20 people. Well, now, Daniel, you have four of those had been people he had contacted students with the school here. But, but people who had 16 of those studies no, 21. 16 of those this is before Unlock Revelation. 16 of those baptisms came from lay given Bible studies. Okay, now let me just break this down for you. Of the 45 who came, only 19 of those members actually engaged in giving Bible studies. Okay? So you think about that. You just got 19 people giving Bible studies, and within a year you've got... This isn't even a full year. You've got 20 baptisms. Think about what would happen if our people all got active in giving personal Bible studies. I'm telling you, that is where it's at. So that's where our focus has gone as Emmanuel Institute, our personal ministries department. You've heard a little bit already about the BibleStudyOffer.com. This is where we're going in this conference. This is where you're going to come to understand, if you don't understand it yet, this is, a, this is where we have one of the greatest needs in our church, is active lay people leading people to understand Jesus and his message for this last generation. Um, if we're reading prophecy right, he's coming. And so this is why you're here, and the Lord's going to use you to do this. Not just, he's not just going to use you to give studies to other people. He's going to use you to inspire people in your churches to do the same thing. So, hey, this can be done. We can do this thing. We can all get on board. The conference is making this super easy with BibleStudyOffer.com. You'll hear more about it this week. Uh, to get involved in giving Bible studies. You know, the only thing that it doesn't take care of is that little fear we get when we think about doing it. But Jesus will take care of that for you. I guarantee it. And you've already broached a little bit of it by being here. And so this is what we're going to do in our manual session. By the time we leave here, I want half of this class to already have Bible studies scheduled. And I know you're like, well, how's that going to happen? You're going to hear about it this week. Uh, We did a session in well we did one of our manual sessions in, in, uh, when we were in Pullman one of the ladies there, a lady named Sue had come to two of our evangelistic series before she ended up making her decision to join the church a fairly new Adventist, well she was a brand new Adventist she'd been through, she'd been around she'd been coming to church for a while and that kind of thing, but she had just become a church member came to the manual session one of the things we did there was challenge them to try to Get themselves a Bible study. Ask somebody. Ask anybody you know that you would like to study with. And she puzzled over that and prayed over that and ended up think, thinking, Oh, I yeah, mean, I don't know. In fact, she was, I guess she was talking to her daughter and about it a little bit and saying, I just don't know. I'm supposed to get a Bible study, I don't know who I'm gonna study with. And her daughter said, Well, I'll study with you, Mom. So she studied with her daughter. Then her daughter just came through unlocked revelation and got baptized. Yeah. Her daughter and her daughter's husband. And more to come. Right? I mean, that's how it works. And, and she was brand new, had never given a Bible study before. Like maybe some of you sitting in here. And within a year, somebody, two people had been baptized because of her influence. I'm telling you, the Lord will use you, and there are going to be souls in his kingdom. So, not, and I'm not, I'm not talking that generic way we do it with this souls in the kingdom. We'll know when we get the. No, you're going to know here. You're going to see people make decisions for Christ because you let him use you. I say praise the Lord Jesus for that. So that's what we're here for. What I'm going to do is my goal is, oh good, our clock is working. Uh, It wasn't working to start with. We didn't have a battery in there. So my goal is we'll go roughly, and follow along, roughly 50-minute class periods. Take your manual, turn it over, and look at this. Um, You'll see that the way that we're, I have that morning devotional right there. Just to to highlight that for you, Uh, in the schedule, Pastor Cameron will be teaching here this afternoon. Notice the Sunday schedule there. J.H. is Jim Howard. M.H. is Mark Howard. If you look at Monday, W.P., that's Wes Peppers. Pastor Wes will be in here on Monday, Tuesday. Um, And I have some other changes. DJF is Daniel Jean-Francois, but I I, I don't have this. It's not the updated schedule. Uh, He'll be doing some Bible doctrines. Uh, class, the Bible Docs 101. So if you look at the schedule, we meet here from 9 to noon, okay? And then lunchtime. There's a seminar track in the afternoon from 2 to three fifteen. We will not meet. We try to figure how to schedule this and get in what we wanted during camp meeting without taking away camp meeting. So we wanted you to be able to have the whole, you know, we got the evening speakers seminars, the thing, or evening speakers going on, and we Wanted you to be able to get in on that and then some of the seminar time. So we left one of those seminar slots open. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of backfired on me. When you're you're a pastor, you're a seminar speaker, the slot you don't want is a 2 o'clock slot. You know why that is? It's right after lunch. You know what happens after lunch. In the words of um, John Ross with Amazing Facts, After lunch, you've just eaten, and so you've got food in your stomach, and your stomach expands, and and what happens is it pulls the skin down over your eyes. (laughs) I always like that answer. But anyway, so I left that one open. I'm like, well, we'll leave a seminar time open. We'll get them fresh at 3.30.
1: And
0: so now um, I've done some speaking on the spirit of prophecy and we just did unlock revelation a lot of you know new members have questions about Ellen White and the spirit of prophecy so I talked to the brethren and I said you know we probably ought to do a spirit of prophecy seminar and they said well we got a two o'clock slot that you know, because because that's what I left open see anyway so be it so I've got a two o'clock slot on the spirit of prophecy that I'll be doing and then we'll meet here from three thirty to five fifteen ish now that ish just means sometimes the speakers have more to say. And supper's not until 5.30, so you'll survive it. So there's, there's things in the afternoon. It just depends. Um, the time, the class period's like in the morning. The goal is to go about 50 minutes and have a 10-minute break. And so You stretch your legs and do whatever, 50 minutes, 10-minute break, okay? That may change, it may go 60 minutes, and then a 10 minute, and then a 40 minute. It may go to 60 minutes, and then you come back for, end up 20 minutes before. Whatever we're covering, it depends on what we're covering, because you're in a, the session that we're covering is, like tomorrow for example, it's how to get and give Bible studies, the whole thing. So it's not like he's doing three different classes. So that's how we're generally going to run with the uh, 10 minute, uh, 50 minutes and the 10 minute breaks. Uh, morning until noon, afternoon we're going to go from 3.30 to 5.30. You'll notice on Thursday evening we have outreach. We want you, one of the, there's two lab type things we're going to do. Now normally one of the things we have a lot more of in an Emmanuel session is the labs. And I, and there's a reason for that. But with, we just are limited on time of what we can do here. So what we're going to have instead of labs is assignments. Every student likes an assignment, right? (laughs) There are things that you can do. Let me tell you this. For example, when it comes to giving Bible studies, I've had members tell me this, this. I hear this more than anything else. I've never given a Bible study. I'm like, how long have you been in the church? And, you know, I get answers. Five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And you've never given a Bible study? And so the thing is, I don't give Bible studies. This is what the context is. I don't give Bible studies because I've never given a Bible study. I don't know how to give a Bible study. Well, here's an idea for you. Find three friends in the church, find two friends, find one friend in the church, say, hey, Sabbath afternoon, when we don't do anything else anyway sometimes, let's just get together after potluck and let me give you a Bible study. The reality is you can practice things and learn things and gain efficiency in things uh, and proficiency in things by assigning yourself well i'm going to assign them here and then you won't have to assign yourself those things but for the labs and things we can't do here you can do this in your home church and start practicing in my very first church one of the things we did uh and i didn't even know what i was doing i was a new pastor and i just look back on and say the lord really helped us out there but we got together for a friday night small group meeting and we decided to go through some bible study guides and we just had everybody take a turn so we get together, Tom, and we'd say, okay, we, this, this week is, we scheduled it out. You're going to have this lesson. We'd be like going through these lessons here and saying, okay, I'm going to take lesson number one here. Can God be trusted? And then, uh, so I'll, we'll, you know, we're, we, this is planning week. Next week I'll do this one. And then seeing the signs, Tom, you'll cover that lesson. And then Julie, why does God allow suffering? You'll cover And that's what we did. And none of it, you know, I was a new pastor, but I was doing this with my members, most of whom had not given Bible studies, but that's what we did. We got together as a small group, but we learned from doing that how to give Bible studies. You can do that kind of thing. And uh, I'm going to assign some of those things that maybe you haven't thought of, that without having the practical lab here, you can still have it in your home church. And you can get other church members involved in it as you're seeking to be more effective for, for the Lord. And so in the outreach, so you've got a Bible study lab Wednesday in that afternoon time period. When we're doing, when we're doing a 2 o'clock session at Emanuel Institute, that's what we like to do is we do the labs in the afternoon. It keeps people awake. Um, but we've got training things that we've got to cover. So we're going to do a Bible study lab on Wednesday afternoon. That means you're going to pair up and you're going to give Bible studies to each other during that lab time. Amen, Pastor Howard. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Okay, and then Thursday, we're going to do an, an outreach, and the main purpose of this is to give you an idea of what you can do to find interests to study with. There are only a gazillion ways to find interest, I'll be honest with you, but we're going to go with a very simple and direct way to find interest. It, it, to me, it's, we're going to go door to door. We're going to survey people. That's what we're going to do. You're going to be, yeah, right now, just brace yourself, you're going to do it. And you have to do it because it's part of the class. You're not allowed to drop. It can't mean there's no drop in class. This is something, this is one of the most effective things. Like we do an Emmanuel student session. I interviewed students before they came. What's, your, what's, your, what's the part that you're dreading the most? <sighs> Outreach, you know? Um, after the session, what was your favorite part? What do you think? Across the board. Outreach. Outreach. Uh, that's where you meet the Lord. That's your Red Sea experience. I tell people, we, we live our Christianity so safe anymore, God does never have to work a miracle for us. Because we don't we don't we don't go there. But when you got to step out in faith, that's where the Lord says, oh, I've been waiting for you. And boom, you have great experiences. And and so but door to door outreach, you can do other things to get interest besides door to door. But door to door is like learning how to drive a stick shift. Once you got it, you can drive anything. So it's simple. It's cheap. Anybody can do it. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you something. I don't see, you know, most of your little ones. A lot of people say, ah, oh, we got our kids in the church. I've had parents tell me, oh, we can't go on outreach because, you know, we got our kids with us. You know who loves outreach? The kids do. And Tom's seen, we back in Goebbels, you watch our kids, and he'd take them out, Pathfinders. He was Pathfinder leader in Goebbels. You're still Pathfinder leader, aren't you? Praise the Lord. And he, he'll take the Pathfinders on Outreach. They love that kind of thing. It's You know, the parent, the adults are nervous. The kids are like, you know, chomping at the bit to go. So we'll have that outreach on. Uh, Thursday afternoon I'm not going to go over all the what we're covering each day except for Friday Friday we're doing something a little different and I was talking with my brother Jim about this Um, there's a lot of different things we cover when we have more time but we could cover things sometimes you, you can fear as a teacher to cover something that nobody really has a question on like I'm answering all these questions that nobody has and so we were talking together and There are some main things that people struggle with when it comes to success in personal soul winning and as a church in soul winning. And uh, that's what this key to success is uh, Friday morning and leaving Q&A time Friday afternoon. uh, We want to make sure you're clear on um, what is going to help you to be successful in the cause of Christ and that you get your questions answered because my goal, our goal is that you leave here with your gospel shoes on ready to work you're not just you know i when i'm in sean yeah we're in no, none of this this is not just an intellectual thing i'm going to go home and think yeah i really should be doing more no more of that okay you leave camp meeting and we're going to be doing more for the cause of christ by his grace
1: this media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading god's word through free sermon audio